Boom. Gary Gall, what is up, my friend? We're killing it in SoCal, man. We're killing it out here. Life is good. Everything for you. I hope it's well. And I can't complain. It's getting a little bit warmer now. So that's a great thing. Yes, I love it. Give me all the sunshine. Take away all the freaking snow. Take away all the rain. Give me sun. And I'm a happy man. That's right, man. It'd be in a good place. We can we can go see the snow. We can go see the the sun and we we don't get that much rain so ideally it's close to the perfect spot here there you go that's what's up man that's what's up so yeah man but uh been been busy a couple weeks just freaking flying around i know we've been we we got that workout in the other day so that was that was big but we kind of been spotting around this uh this podcast or this this talk right here just both of our schedules have been crazy busy and uh so, but we were getting it in. We're really, we're set. We were supposed to post it today. So really only half a day behind or so. So, you know, make it work. The most important thing is we're able to get it in. We just do the best we can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easy when it kind of gets away from you like that to just be like, ah, F it. Like, you know, but right. that's not the, not the, the way we want to be starting, you know, it's just trying to you know, get out some of these, these things that we've talked about and some of these lessons that, that we think we have in, in, inside of us, um, get, get those things out to the, whoever it might help. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. I Love couldn't it. agree more. Love it. So, um, you know, the, I guess the, the word of the day would be failure for us. It's, it's something that I think it's, the, the word failure and the idea of failing and failing forward and using your fail, you don't fail, you learn. It's like, uh, I think it's kind of bastardized in a little bit of a way, right? Like people use it to, to get themselves out of having to take ownership of, hey, sometimes you just freaking lose. Sometimes you just freaking get beat. Sometimes, sometimes you know, shit's not going your way and you fail, you know? So I, although I do like the idea of failing forward and I do like the idea of learning from your mistakes or learning from the mistakes of others, you know, it, being humbled and getting your ass kicked every once in a while is, is also a good thing. And, and just look, being able to look yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, I, I, I wasn't good enough. I'm not, I'm not good enough right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not in a place where I deserve to win or I deserved to get that promotion or I deserved to get that job. And that's, that's, that's an okay thing. And that's a, that's a powerful thing. I think when you just are able to really own it and not, you know, not, not have to put this spin on it or not have to, um, you know, look for somebody else to blame. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Josh. I think along with that, looking at today from the experiences that we're going to share is storytelling. Dropping people into that situation or that given moment that you and I have been in. And there's going to be failure involved. There's going to be an experience involved. And there's going to be some particular type of growth 
that was involved and can be involved for the listener. And it's blanking on me right now. My God, I wanted to say something. I guess we'll have to go back to it. But, you know, in regards to failure, ah, it's if you win, say nothing. And if you lose, say less. Mm. That yeah. has always stuck with me. I believe I heard that. It's actually on an Instagram post, but that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you get your butt whooped, pick up your stuff, walk to the locker room, wherever, walk to wherever you need to go. And then you start figuring out, well, how do I not let that happen again? Or where am I going to go from this given situation? Mm-hmm. And it's not pointing a finger at anyone. It's not talking about the call. It's not talking about the weather. It's not talking about your unfair opportunity. Bottom line is you wanted something and you had a goal that didn't happen. And it comes back to you first. Right. Yeah. And then everything else will fall into place. But when you can hold yourself to that degree of accountability, then that's where it starts because then you get to be a coach of an organization or you get to be a trainer or you get to be, whomever and then you can start holding others accountable you know we've talked about it before i would never ask someone to do what i wouldn't do what i ask you to do may sound crazy to you okay but i would do it that's why i'm asking you to do it because i wouldn't even flinch i'm sure you're the same way and there's others out there that are the same way and i hope we keep moving this wagon going because those people are needed right now in the world. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and when we, you know, just kind of bringing it back to, to us and when we kind of talked about having a conversation about failure, not even just a conversation, because it's, it's easy. We can both sit here. We're good enough coaches. We're, we're, we've been in the game long enough. We could spout out, a bunch of motivating motivational things and, and catchphrases. And, um, you know, this is that, this is how you do it. You know, get your mind right, learn from your mistakes, learn from your failures, pick yourself up. We could say all that and, and it would be great. And I think there's, there's a time and a place for that. But when, when we decided and you know, you were the one that suggested, yo, let's tell some stories. Like let's, let's give some actual like moments where we had those down moments and we had those failures. And, and as you're speaking, so when you brought that up and we said that I had one particular moment in my life and it wasn't, it wasn't a set moment. It was, it was a, a period of time. It, it comes to my mind. Every time I think about failure, every time I think about you know, the hardest moments in my life, um, the, this time frame pops up and, and, I've, I've, when I, when you were speaking just now, I was, you know, going through my head, how valuable, how valuable it would have been for me at the time to be able to, to own that. Like I said, at the very beginning, like I, I, this whole stretch of time is, is riddled with me blaming other people, me making freaking excuses, me, you know, doing the wrong things and, and expecting 
the the goals and the 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 things that I was striving for to just happen and 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 if I had been a more mature athlete if I had been a more mature person at the time you know then maybe maybe things would be different but then also I I mean you know who knows who knows where those things take you know if if things are different can you explain it more or give the situation yes absolutely dive into that and let's hear let's let the people hear it you know, maybe yeah. it's something somebody can relate to, but this is a real, but all of these are going to be real life, literally have happened scenarios. Yeah. So like I said, so I've, I, I speak about this, this time and, and me coming out on the other side of it. Um, and, and the great advice that I got, um, through this whole situation that kind of brought me out of it at the, at the end, I talk about this time quite a bit. And this time is, but I've never really gone into like the actual situations and the actual things that, that I was doing to, to really just, I was digging, I was just digging a hole and I was just trying to figure my way out. And it was my sophomore year of college. So preface that my fresh, my true freshman year, I have a pretty good year. I make it to the blood round at, at uh, nationals and I'm, I'm feeling myself, dude, like straight up. I was feeling myself. I was like, I was like, dude, true freshman. I was in the blood round. Like nobody expected that shit from me. Like, like I'm, I'm the man, like I'm the man. And I, I, I was, nobody could tell me different. And then as the spring went on and I was having a, having a good time in the spring and, and we were enjoying ourselves um, probably a little bit too much. Um, and I find out that I have a torn labrum in my shoulder. And not, not, not only did I have a torn labrum, I had a torn rotator cuff. I also had a torn bicep tendon and I had a ton of cartilage damage in there. So it, Dr. Akazuki from uh, San Francisco, he told me it looked like a bomb exploded in my shoulder basically. And so when I find this out, obviously, like, I'm like, well, I guess, you know, get it fixed. I end up moving home for most of the summer. And really, my from that moment on, I wasn't the same for about, about a year, about a year. I, uh, dude, I was, I was depressed. I was, you know, using, you know, external substances to, you know, kind of, numb it and kind of block it and just act like I act like I wasn't, you know, like just going out with my friends, like kind of just masking everything that I was feeling with all this external bullshit that it wasn't helping me, you know, and, and what it, what it ended up doing was it pulled me away from my rehab. I was, I was dicking around doing all the bunch of other stuff and I wasn't doing my rehab. I wasn't taking care of my body. Um, you know, ultimately not helping myself recover from this extensive surgery that I just had. So I end up moving back to the city, get back with the trainers. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still in that mental state though. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not back. I just, I'm, I'm kind of in this rut where I want to, I, I, I want, I want to succeed in wrestling, but I didn't want to succeed as much as I wanted to do some of these other things. And 
actually put in the work. Like I, I wasn't putting in the work. I was just kind of going through the motions, doing what I had to do, uh, kind of with the, the, the intent to just kind of redshirt and just take the year off. Turns out coach wanted me to wrestle. I end up coming back too early. I'm still at the time I was fat as shit, dude. Like I was way out of shape, cut weight completely wrong all the way back down to 149. And it was just this cycle of me going and getting down to weight and then something in my mind, dude. And, and I really, I, I wasn't that hurt. I wasn't that like, I wasn't that, uh, I wasn't, I didn't have all the problems that I thought I had. I was literally creating these problems for myself because I was so unprepared and I was so, I was so mentally gone that I was creating all these other problems. My shoulder, my freaking, uh, my body was just given out on me in my mind. And it was like, it was literally like I convinced myself to have these injuries because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't capable at the time. I wasn't, I wasn't putting in the work like straight up. And I go through the season, kind of this lackluster, um, shitty season. And then, at the end of it, I end up getting an, an actual concussion and I get hurt training. And this is, I was actually kind of, kind of pulling myself out of it. And, uh, I have this, I have this concussion and I end up just basically shutting the world out for the next like three, four months. And I just finish, I just finished school. I go home or no, excuse me. Right before I went home, I called my mom and I was like, dude, I'm packing my stuff. Like I'm not coming back. Like bye forever, San Francisco, bye forever college wrestling. I'm done, dude. Like I'm, I was, I was defeated. I was embarrassed. I was, I was sad, like all of these things. And I, I called my mom up and she's like, and you know, I'm breaking down. I'm telling her like, I'm out of here. Like, and she's just like, she kind of just hits me with like, she's like, like, why the fuck are you so like, do you have so much pressure on yourself? And I was just like, you know, I, I would kind of go back to the the success I had as a true freshman. And she's like, she's like, but nobody cares, bro. Like nobody cares. You, you care, but nobody else does. Nobody else gave a shit. If I was, if I was winning all my matches or if I was the number one kid in the country, no one gave a shit about that. They, they gave a shit about me. And so I had, I had stuffed all this down and I hadn't communicated with anybody close to me this whole time. And I finally just came to this tipping point. And she's like, look, she's like, you can come home and, and you can, you can move back. She's like, but before you do that, you need to answer yourself. Why did you start wrestling in the first place? And what has kept you in wrestling this whole time? It wasn't because you were this ultra successful guy. It wasn't because you were this, this person that was, you know, winning every single tournament, right? It was, it was more because I enjoyed being around the people that wrestling brought, brought to me. I enjoyed the practice. I enjoyed the camaraderie. I enjoyed the, the experiences that I had. And once I, once she kind of shed that light on me and really, really just was like, just straight up honest with me, like, like you created this, this whole monster of a situation. Um, it, it allowed me to, to relax 
And I just like, you know, I, I, I took that summer, I trained really hard and I, I got back in the groove, but it was, it was like damn near a year of this kind of really depressed, just one failure after another one setback after another. And, and ultimately like when, when I reflect back on, on that whole time and, and that whole situation, I see, I see a kid that, you know, I want to be able to, to recognize as a coach. I want to be able to, you know, see when a kid is spiraling and see when a kid is, is hurting and be able to, you know, help them because I mean, that's what I needed. And, you know, maybe it was somebody just to, you know, call me on my bullshit. Like my mom finally did and, and really just like set me straight. But, you know, like it was, it was, it was crazy and it was tough. And, and if I can tell people, you know, is, is to, to find people that you can communicate openly with, find people that you can, you know, really, you know, confide in, because I didn't feel like I had that, that whole time. And it was, it was, it was tough. I think the biggest takeaway for me on that is you were victimizing yourself. Totally. Completely. And you created this whole world, if you will, an image of your reality. And he's not alone. We all do this. We still do this. I know for a fact I do this right now. One of the better points I can make on that is we're never the victim. Mm. Really ever. If, if you can get that deep into it and you, you think along the lines of, no, I am blessed in some way. And I am like, after our workout the other day, when you said, I like to give thanks, I thought that was amazing. Mm. And I, I didn't even think about it, but when you do give thanks and you do say, you know, I'm not a victim, nothing is supposed to be easy. Nothing is supposed to be most likely the way that we planned it, however it's going to be is what it's going to be. And we find our ways around it, over it, or through it to make things happen. That's amazing, man. That'll actually, that right there will help me out on some, some things even right now and the way my personality can get from time to time. So that's really, really cool. Yeah, no. And, and the, you know, things do t- you know, tend to happen for a reason when, when you're able to, to look back and reflect po- uh, positively on it, you know, and I'm not, you know, like I said, I've never really like talked that deeply about it, but I've, I'm not embarrassed of it anymore. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I am grateful for, for those experiences because it, you know, ultimately it, it allowed me to finish my career pretty strongly and it allowed me to, to really be able to, to, you know, get in touch with some of my athletes on a, on a stronger level when, when, cause it's easy to, to write an athlete off, like, Oh, you're just being a, a sissy or you're just being, a, you're just copping out. Like, yeah, that, that might be it. And there might be something that's a lot deeper in, in the reason why they're copping out, or it might be a, a lot deeper why they are, are, you know, pulling the reins back or not giving themselves the, the real opportunity, maybe. I mean, you can dive right into that foxhole now because mm-hmm. you have firsthand personal experience of it. 
and you can really set an influence for somebody someday. If not now, I, I have to imagine that at some point in your career. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was, and you know, it's funny too. I was thinking about other situations of, of setbacks and just things where I came up short, nothing really that crazy, but both my, my freshman year of high school, I placed fourth in the California section, like pretty like decent for a freshman where I, I, I had only wrestled three months a year, you know, for my whole career at that point. So like, you know, placing in that tournament. And then the next year I'm the number two seed in the tournament and I end up taking fifth. And it was just like, you know, that's, that was kind of the, the point where I, I got serious about wrestling. I started wrestling year round. I like immediately after I lost there just, but it was just like kind of, they parallel those like sophomore years, right? Those, I think that's a thing, like sophomore slump. Yeah. But those moments happen for you to propel forward. Yeah. And you know, that's what you did after both of those moments. It, it all comes back to what we first said in the initial message of failure and ownership and things happening the way they happen. Yeah, for sure, man. Mine, there's really two. And the main one that stuck with me, and it still does from time to time, is out of college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And not too long after I got out, I said, I'm going to go to the military. I'm a single man. I want to see the world. I can get school paid for all the loans and I enjoy being part of a team. That's got to be the best team. I was fairly naive. I just got to be the best team in the world. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. So I got in it, passed all the tests. Course was in good shape, stayed in good shape after athletics and had my job description and everything that I was supposed to do. And I was going to ship out in one year. So a week after all of that, on a Friday night, I was 21 years old. I pulled down a one-way street. I was pretty drunk. I'll never forget it. My friend said, Gary, you pulled down a one-way street. And as soon as he said that, cops lights go on. And I turned and looked at him and I said, Jerry, you, I'm, I'm done. I'm not getting out of this. So, of course, we get a DUI, get put in a jail cell, spend the night, call my father, call him twice. First time he told him to leave there. Next time my mom actually picked up, said we have to go get him. All that stuff. Went through it. I think the worst part about that was that I had to get kicked out of the military before even getting in. I had to get removed as a recruit. Okay. So now there's that situation. So I turn around, go through all of my steps. It was basically like you, Josh, it was six months to almost a year of steps. Okay. Just in a different situation. And I get to the point where I can circle back to the military. But at that time, I got in a lot better shape. I didn't have much else to do. So a lot of the guys persuaded me into special forces. They said, hey, you, you look like this kind of guy. You know, maybe this is something you need to do. So now I'm in it, man. I took my job to a part-time job, and I basically, kid you not, I worked out anywhere from six to eight hours a day. 
So we would have mentors come to us. What I wanted to do was Navy SWICs or Navy SEALs. That was what I saw myself as. And guys used to come and test us twice a month. And they would always say, prepare for the worst, the absolute worst. So that's what I did. I got into karate. I got into calisthenics. I used to do thousands of reps daily. I used to run. I, I remember I would make this course around and through my high school. And I would make this second course around my neighborhood, about eight, eight and a half miles of running. I would run it with a 50 pound pack on. And it was in the dead of summer. And I got so light that the pack started bouncing up and down. So I would cut sleeves off sweatshirts and put hoodies on. It's nine, uh, 95 degrees, man. I would go out in the dead of it. I'd never, cars used to pull by and say, hey, you better be careful. I used to say, you can be careful. Don't worry about me. I got this. So I did whatever it was that needed to be done from 5 a.m. in the morning till 10, 11 p.m. at night. And right before I was going to re-sign and I was going to have a spot to go to boot camp and then transition into BUDS, what they call, that's the Navy SEAL training. They found this scarring on my left eye. Originally, I failed a Navy depth perception test. And you can't get in if you fail that test. But my recruiter said, go to a different doctor. You'll pass the test. Everyone always does. So I went to this different doctor and she found this showed it to the recruiter and he said, because uh, they can usually white stuff out if they want to. And he almost did. And he didn't do it. He didn't white it out. He said, I don't think we need to do this. I think you'll be okay. Two days later, I got removed from any kind of military service for being deemed medically ineligible or a liability. You want to talk about, I don't know, I didn't get out of bed for a day. My dad had to hold me. I was, I, I was crying, crying. And I just didn't know what else I was going to do. I said, this is it. This is my calling. Like, I love this. I can work out like a dog and I get to be part of this. I'm going to go do that. It's going to be crazy uncomfortable, but that's me. But all of that happened. So not long after that, after I got back on my feet, a lot of people would start coming to me. They would ask me about working out. They would ask me, hey, how do you do this? Or how can I set up that? And that's when I thought to myself, man, you know, I really love this stuff. And people are asking me questions. I think I could actually get paid for this. And then I can motivate others further. And it got to the point even where the Navy in my region of Pennsylvania actually took me back in and offered me an internship to train their recruits. You know, long story short, where one door closes, another will open, right? I could have sat and just said, I don't know, I guess I'll go work in an office or go to a factory. I'll do something because I missed this and I had no control over it. But I didn't. I just kept going. And I used something I love, and I'm still using it right now to influence and help others to keep going, have a better body, 
When you have a better body, you have a better mind. When you have a better mind, you're tough. You're not the victim. When you have that, you're ready to take on any wall that can be set in front of you. So that one stuck with me for a long time, man. And that still sticks with me. I remember now I think about how hard things are. I think about moments where I'm really stressed and I'm thinking, man, the 22 year old version would kick your ass right now. <laughs> Cause that dude was wild. He didn't care about a damn thing, man. He was running around at 10 o'clock at night, six inches of snow on the ground. All you could see were his eyes, you know? So it's always something to reference back to. Hopefully people out there, you have a story like that. And you know, hopefully I think the big picture you can take out of that is there's many, many doors. So if you lose one, if you keep looking, you'll find another. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's so powerful too, is uh, it's, it is easy to, to sit there and dwell or sit there and, and feel sorry for yourself or have that victim mentality, right? Like, like, you know, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to do that, but the, the, the real, real, reality of it is just because it's easy probably more because it is easy it's not what we should be doing it's not where we need to be going and need to be letting ourselves you know like like me like go and have a, a year of your life basically feeling sorry for yourself feeling like the world's freaking against you because you don't want to take take hold or you don't want to take ownership of the fact that you're just, you need to, you need to be in control. You need to be the person calling the shots for your life. Not, um, not, not anybody else or not anything else, not any sadness, you know, we need to go with, with gratitude. And that's, you know, one, one thing that, you know, we, we've talked about a bunch before that, that, that we all have something to be grateful for, whether, you know, whether it feels like it all the time or not, it's, it's, we need to have that list of things that we're grateful for, right? No, no matter how small they are, because the more you input into those small things that you're grateful for, the, the bigger they're going to become. Absolutely, man. The more you envision them, the more you create them, you visualize them, set that as what you want it's going to get here maybe not tomorrow maybe not in a month but you can will it to happen strong believer in that type of stuff and if you have the mindset that just never stops and if you are the person that's kind of pacing around or just has somewhat of an urgency or anxiety about not falling behind or about not making it to the top you'll find your top it may not come when you want it because most likely you wanted it yesterday if you're like us, but you have to keep going with that relentless pursuit and the never ending attitude. Yeah. And all, yeah, yeah. I, I freaking, I completely agree. And uh, that just reminded me of um, one of, one of a guy that I, I look, look up to that um, he's a great, great wrestling coach um, out in Georgia and he just had a, one of his athletes make, um, make a world team this weekend. And it's the first time in 30 years, I think he said, that Georgia's had uh, somebody make, make a world team. And his, his post just hit me so, so square because it, it's freaking spot on. And, and 
you know, it was just everybody wants to skip the struggle, but that's like, that's where everything that we need lies, right? Like everybody wants to go from point A to championship, but really it's point A, all the struggle in between. It's all the ups and downs, all the freaking times where, you know, you're, you're getting beat at, you know, tournaments that you shouldn't get beat at. You're losing jobs that you shouldn't lose, but you bounce back, you figure it out, you, you put things together. And like you said, and, and this, he was talking, this is like a 12 year process, right? Like where he started with this young man and they were together, you know, working and, and um, putting, going through all those struggles together and going through that tough process but on the other side is, you know, great moments like, like that. Um, but we don't get to those great moments without that struggle. We don't get to those great moments without having some perseverance and having some freaking grit to pick ourselves up, stop playing the victim card and, and put your best foot forward. Even when you don't feel like you even have a foot to put forward. Very well put. I don't think you can put it any better than that. Yeah. If you have no feet, put your hands forward. There you go. Freaking crawl. <laughs> Do whatever it takes. But for the literal term. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man. So I, I think, you know, just, you know, reflecting on those, those types of moments too. It, it, it also, it makes me realize, you know, like we're not the only ones going through this, these struggles either. Right. Like, understand like yeah we can we can look and be grateful for what we do have but also understand that there's other people going through the same shit that we're going through there's other people struggling to to create their own businesses there's other people struggling to um, raise their families there's other, other people struggling like so you know having that that broad realization that you know we you and I were on separate ends of the country going through you know, similar situations where we're, we're, you know, having, you know, very real struggles, but, you know, we, at that time, I didn't give a shit about anybody else's struggles, you know, but if I would have been able to take two seconds and be like, well, other people are going through this and they're getting through it too. So what, why, why can't I, why, why, what, what's stopping me from, from getting myself out of this too, you know? Absolutely. We have to have that perspective of it. And you have to realize that everybody you see on a highlight reel or on ESPN or wherever, whomever you look up to was most likely at the bottom of the barrel at some point, because otherwise they wouldn't have gotten there. Like you, if you didn't have the experience your freshman year, your high school career wouldn't have propelled. If you didn't have the experience in your sophomore year of college, you wouldn't have been an All-American. Top mm -hmm. four. Weren't you top four in the country no, at one point? No, unfortunately. I was, I was ranked, ranked high, but then I, I – we can go into that too. Um, but, <laughs> so, Whatever. Yeah. But you were up there, dude. I mean, yeah. you had that, and it propelled your career because of the bottom moment. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, yeah. And – yeah, be, because of those shortcomings and because of of those moments is is I, 
I never intended to be a wrestling coach. I had zero intent behind that. I was going to coach PE or I was going to be a physical therapist. Or I was going to do something, you know, relatively, you know, re- pretty, pretty different than the, the, the path that I've chose. But because of those struggles and because of those moments, um, it's, it's pushed me to, to want to, to give back to young athletes. It, it, I want to try to do my part to make sure that people don't have to go through uh, those types of situations, or at least I can be there for them to, to get out of it a little bit quicker or, or, you know, figure it, figure it out um, a little bit better than, than I did. You know, I don't want people to feel that hurt. No, you never do. And I think with it, I, I just think a firsthand experience of something and something for us at the time that seemed insurmountable, mm. but yet we're here, we're talking on this and we're sharing with others. We made it. We made it through that. We're most likely going to have another one of those insurmountable moments. And because of what we've done in the past, and because of the foundation we've had mentally, mostly, it's mostly mental. It's yeah, all completely. There's a trainer. My one client trains with another trainer in Louisiana and I would love to meet him because all he says is it's all in your head. <laughs> and that's what he'll repeat during their sessions. And man, to some extent, that is so true that that's all it is. Yeah. You created a whole different world for yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody else even quite knew about it. Yep, exactly. So one second. <laughs> so, bro. <laughs> but yeah, with but exactly, man, and and getting out of this uh, getting out of those times and getting out of those things. It's, it's, it is all mental and it is something. Hey, little man. Can you say hi? It is. It, there, there are people that have done it. That's all, you know, it's all something that is we're capable, right. And understanding that we're capable and understanding we're not the victims and understanding that on the other side of all this is probably something that, that it's either it's either better than what we originally set out for or it's it's something that we never even knew that we were uh, we were chasing you know it's more fulfilling than than the things that we were we were originally even after yeah and you know we've had moments and you're going to have moments everybody's going to have moments where it literally brings you to your knees almost you know, brings you to a point where you think the next day comes, you think, how the hell am I going to get out of bed? And how am I going to go do that? But again, if you're determined, if you have that switch and you have that mindset, you're going to get through it. And when you do get through it and you're able to reflect, you think, man, it just feels way better. And you feel that you've earned every single inch, inch of it, whether you had a scratch, crawl, claw, dig a hole, 
whatever you had to do. You were willing to do it and you got it done. And then you also make yourself a weapon. You'll know in the future, hey, if that happens again, you can take everything because I've been there Mm -hmm. and I'll just do it again. It may not ideally happen the way I want it to or may not happen in the next 10 years, but I'll get there and I'll be back. Hell yeah, man. Yep. I appreciate you, Gary. That was you too, Josh, man. I, uh, um, yeah, I appreciate being able to, to share these things and and get them out there and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do it again soon, man. Absolutely, brother. You have a good night. You too, Gary. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Bye-bye.